Hello, and welcome back to Latter-day Ramblings. Today, I'd like to discuss some philosophy. So that's exciting. I've always found philosophy uh, very interesting. I didn't take uh, a class on it, which I do regret, but I've done some studying on my own. And yeah, well, today I want to specifically talk about the philosophy of virtue and ethics in relation to God. Because I recently came across something uh, called the Euthyphro Dilemma, which is from one of Plato's dialogues, uh, Euthyphro. And the dilemma basically goes like this. Is good good solely because God commands it, or is good commanded by God because it is good? So basically, is morality or good and evil created by God? Does God decide what is good and what is bad? Or is morality outside of God in a way, and is it somehow independent from him, and he operates within it, basically. And there's a problem with both of these views, if you think about them uh, long enough, which I have. <laughs> because if good is created by God, it's completely arbitrary, because he could then technically command people to do evil, which would mean that he wouldn't necessarily be benevolent. Although that creates like a paradox in itself. Um, so that's hard to think about. And then the second option would mean that if good wasn't created by God, that means that God isn't all-powerful because he can't control the morality, our morality. So that's basically the dilemma, the Euthyphro dilemma. Neither option is ideal. The first view is what in philosophy um, they would call the divine command theory, that something is good or bad just because God says so. And the second view is what we call natural law theory, which basically means that a morality is a universal and natural law um, existing outside of God, um, like inherent in the universe and the world and nature. But God has endowed us with the ability to discern good and evil for ourselves. So both of these theories have their pros and cons. Um, I'm not sure if there could be a third option. Of course, there are different ideas about whether morality is universal um, from like an atheistic perspective um, where God is not involved at all. Like, for example, uh, Immanuel Kant's categorical imperative which to me seems a little bit like an extension of the natural law theory. Um, I might discuss that some other time, but I'm focusing on these two theories today. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about these for quite a long time, and the more I think about it, the more the second one uh, seems more logical, seems to make more sense to me. Because I think the main issue here is that God always functions through people. You know, he speaks through people, and he has all the way throughout history, and whether um, that has been accurate or not um, is a different question. But no matter where, whether we're speaking about actual, like, prophets, um, God always has to pass a kind of human filter because he speaks to us, he speaks to human beings, and we may misinterpret what he's saying, or it, we may not understand, you know? There's always some kind of filter. And I think that's what makes the divine command theory um, really problematic. It's exactly what I said in my part two on Joseph Smith's polygamy, that Joseph Smith saw himself as a prophet, which means he could claim that what he said came from God because God said so, right? 
which was how he exerted power over people. It's like he wrote in the letter to Nancy Rigdon that uh, whatever God commands is right, no matter what it is. And so I think the main problem arises when people claim to speak for God, absolutely, um, because it creates some kind of power over people and power tends to corrupt, you know, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like John Acton said, so then basically you're not trusting in God, but you're trusting in this person who claims to speak for God. And that's a completely different thing to me because your relationship with God is supposed to be personal. Because if it is personal, if it is just you and God, then there is no power dynamic involved, really. Not in the same way. And so this problem of power um, and the, the problem with the divine command theory itself uh, disappears in the natural law theory for me. Because if morality is a universal force, a universal law, that you can find in nature, that you can find within yourself, um, then everyone can recognize it. And it's not just the ones who know this one prophet or, you know, even the ones who believe in God. Um, even atheists would see this universal morality and be like, you know what, yeah, that makes sense because it is reasonable and it's part of ourselves. It's If you think about the golden rule, for example, uh, do unto others like you would have them do unto you. That makes sense, you know? If, the, if everyone in the world would do that, then the world would be a happier place. It would be a better place. So logically it makes sense. Emotionally it makes sense. So to me, that is the natural law. And so power doesn't have to be in the picture at all. Organized religion doesn't have to be in the picture at all. Yeah, and I think... Um, my problem with the divine command theory is my problem with Mormonism because Mormons believe um, in the divine command theory that we should do something because God commands it because the prophets command it and they speak for God and so choosing the right uh, or doing the right thing or being a good person becomes more about obedience than actually, you know, morality and virtue because, for example, something like polygamy fundamentally doesn't make sense as a commandment from God. And so people jump to the conclusion like, oh, uh, God gave us this commandment to test us, like an Abrahamic test. Or, for example, tithing, which was supposed to be uh, for the poor and the needy, is now just being hoarded in this $100 billion fund. And then the church and the members start talking about how tithing is about obedience and not about actually doing good in the world and helping people. And so everything becomes about obedience once it doesn't make sense. The word of wisdom becomes about obedience. The, the standards in For the Strength of the Youth become about obedience. Everything becomes about following the leaders. It becomes about authoritarianism, about giving your will, uh, your free will to another and letting them control your life. It doesn't become about making good moral choices for yourself. It becomes a, fundamentally about unquestioning blind obedience. And that is the core of the problem because the church doesn't really want you to think for yourself. I mean, they do advocate for personal revelation, but in their eyes, personal revelation is just a confirmation of what the leaders have already taught. So that's my problem, that the church is about control. It is a hierarchy of power. And if that power doesn't hold itself 
accountable or doesn't allow itself to be held accountable, it becomes corrupted. And I think that's what has happened, and that's what happens in most institutional religions. It, it just goes off the rails very quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, then if um, the natural law theory is true, that means that God isn't truly all-powerful or omnipotent. And you know what? I can live with that. Um, it's kind of what I said in my Mormonism and the problem of evil episode, that you can see God as this guide helping you along becoming a better person. And I'm totally fine with that. I mean, he doesn't have to be powerful. He doesn't have to intervene in our lives. And it already looks like he doesn't really, because I mean, why would God help you find your car keys, but let someone starve in Africa, you know, or a different way of looking at it. What if God is goodness? What if God is love? What if God is morality? And what we feel within us, is that God within us? Maybe it is. Maybe God is more abstract than we think. Maybe he's not really an actual entity, a person, but a force. I don't know. I don't know. There's many different interpretations. And in the end, um, it doesn't entirely matter what the scriptures say because the scriptures contradict each other. And I mean, I do believe that scriptures are a way to get closer to God. But in the end, your relationship with God is personal. And you're going to have to figure out for yourself what God means to you. And I'm still in the process of figuring it out. Um, yeah, it's difficult. Uh, it's kind of difficult now. I've kind of freed myself from the metaphorical chains that Mormonism put on my um, ideas. And now I can expand and look at different options and um, different concepts of what God really is and what it means to be a Christian. And it does feel very liberating, and I feel like I can finally make my own decisions about what I believe and who I am and who I want to be. I'll probably discuss my faith journey in the next episode, um, because I think it's, well, I'm, it's not really coming to a close, because I still believe in something, but I've stopped believing in Mormonism as a church. Um, so yeah. Well, this was my episode for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was informative, was it interesting. I personally really enjoy thinking about philosophy and philosophical problems like this one. And yeah, I hope you found, found it somewhat enjoyable too. I might make more episodes on philosophy in the future if I keep up my study of it as well. And so yeah, hope you liked it and I hope to see you next time. Have a good day.